Austin, Texas. It's the Factory Five Records Podcast. My guest today, none other than Austin legend, Willie McGee. Willie, how you doing? It's great. Good morning. We brought some guitars. Factory Five Records Podcast. Sponsored by White Claw. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, baby. You know what? I do want a claw. <laughs> you got me in the mood. We're going to launch right into a Willie McGee song. Enjoy this. I love it. Uh, I've been doing a deep dive on his music last week, and this song really stands out as special. Here we go. Thank you. 
You're listening to the Fauci Five Records podcast. My guest today, Willie McGee, Austin musician. That song you just heard is called Double Text. It's off his 2018 album. You gonna eat that? It's on vinyl. You can get it. It's also streaming everywhere. Music is streaming. Willie McGee, welcome to the Fauci Five Records podcast. How you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Elliot. Thank you for having me. I gotta say, you sir have one badass motherfucking name. It's uh, it's you know Thanks. it's got to be a double edged sword. You know the baseball connection, right? Got to be tough. But right. uh, I mean, dude, that's a wicked wicked name, and it really matches uh, what I think is your wicked guitar playing. Uh, you are master of the whole step band. The really you know super attack just um i've got a video that i think illustrates your guitar technique pretty well and um to me it's obvious that you you're you, you hold back on your solos to serve the song i mean it's apparent to me i think if you really wanted to destroy you know some you have these little flashes and moments where it's you know frank zappa-esque but, you know, for the most part, in most of the songs that I listen to anyway, I've been really impressed by your ability to hold back to serve the song. And it's just tough. It's tough not to play Guitar Hero in every single solo. But Grant, True. if we could queue up uh, Can't Compete live at Stubbs. Check this out. Right there. We like that one? Oh, we're going to talk about it.
entire band is fucking amazing. I don't know how you you keep these guys on retainer. I mean, one of those guys that would like fall asleep during class, but they make sense. Yeah, everything's easy. He's like, are we done yet? I finished it. Right? Inside stage, and we were playing after the old 97s. Oh, get the fuck out! Wow, that must have been a tough follow. It was the deadliner. Wow. Which is like, we're like, yeah, we're headlining, but we're playing after old 97s. But it's like, (laughs) who wants to do that, man? Nobody. (laughs) No, it was impossible. Yeah, it is a tough follow. That is some wicked guitar, though, dude. And that there is a lick in there that reminds me that you just don't see anymore these days. And it's an old blues guy's lick. If you can, if you don't mind. Okay, let's it's, just knock this out. It's the D, when on the D turnaround, walking up to the F sharp on the low E with the thumb. Okay. Yeah, give it a okay. shot. Here we go. Let's see if I can do it. I don't know, man, it's really complicated. Okay, we'll, <sighs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, do the, like, give me a G chord. And then to C, and then back to G, and then on the D turnaround, now walk it up. Oh, yeah. 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 That yeah. is the lick right there. Am I crazy? That song is in G, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's also the train left the station. Yeah. Know? But it's also, there's another song. Um, I'm hoping I can play just a 10 second clip because if you listen, you can hear it. And he's, he's one of the best at that particular lick. His name, yeah. I don't know if you know Buddy Guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant, give me a Buddy Guy 105 to 120. I thought it was an original lick. I didn't know it had been oh, done before. That's even better if you honestly <laughs> believe that. Check this out. You just don't see guitar players do that anymore. It's usually like an acoustic thing. Yeah. It's like a campfire, like, songwriter-y thing. Yeah. And then using the thumb 
you know it's Hendrix has an extra finger you know yeah and Hendrix fingers are like 10 inches long yeah he's got a really long yeah, thumb that's so. badass blessed yeah blessed by the finger guys like trying to reach a, a tenth on a piano ever see you guys do that oh dude yeah Dr. John like over an octave like right more than two whole notes over yeah apparently I could get this wrong but I think he got shot in the hand and mm. then that's what made him be able to reach longer. Dude, I mean. Because he was originally a guitar player. I mean, a lot of great guitar players have had an incident like that. I mean. Yeah. I just need some someone to come up in the middle of the night and, like, try and, like, cut my hand off. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, like the movie at the beginning when, like, actually that's, like, the secret power. Dude, you know? Django Reinhardt, mm-hmm. Tony Iommi, Black Sabbath. I mean, there's there's a pretty good list of uh, guitar players where Spider-Man. that's been the case. Yeah, he got bit by a spider. Magical powers. Mm-hmm. Boom. Even even though it's a temporary handicap, it actually winds up being a benefit. Yeah, you're like, oh no, my life is actually. I did get body slammed at a party the other night and broke my shoulder, and I'm scared to admit this, but I cried. I cried at the hospital thinking that I was never going to be able to play again. Oh shit. Yeah, but then the doctor was like. Um, I was like, he was like, you want some painkillers? It's the best I could do. I was like, aren't you getting surgery? And, and like a couple of months later, it was fine. But, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that. Story. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm glad it, you didn't suffer a debilitating uh, guitar ending injury. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, can I tell you some of the favorite songs I found just doing a dive through your discography? Let's do this. I love hearing this. Okay. Um, Double Text, which is the song we opened up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Al Green feel in the drums on that song. It sounds like you spent $50,000 on these records. Like, they are really good recordings, dude. Your band is incredible. Your pedal steel player, your bass player. Um, but uh, the other the other ones I have written down, because we can't play them all. It's just there's too many. Uh, there's a song called Red Handed off um are you gonna eat that that yeah. is could never get the band to play that one live really but that one is like i had in my pocket for like a really long time um attention all earthlings which there's a video of mm-hmm. fantastic and then yeah. um when i watched damn i missed that guy not the official video mm. but the one where you're in chicago oh yeah fucking goosebumps dude yeah like, i mean that is a powerful song especially when you're doing a solo performance of it you yeah. know, it carries a lot of weight. Lot I, of was, I was, I went by myself to Chicago that trip, and I, that was right before I drove back here. And uh, I just was like, I was gonna f- like get someone to film it on my phone. It was like iPhone four. I was like, just gonna ask someone to do it. And I found these kids that like had a camera down there, and so I asked them to film me play. I was like, hey, could y'all film me play this song real quick? Uh, this is for an old friend of mine. He took the train, he maybe took the Amtrak. Drove a lot of smoke, he maybe even smoked crack. But damn, we had a hell of a time. Damn, I miss that guy. He had a good girl, but he could use the bat to eat. Not now, but he could keep the drum beat. Damn, we had a hell of a time. Damn, I miss that guy. People always talk about the good things when someone is dead and gone. Man, we used to do 
lot of fucking pain And now ain't none of it really seem wrong Damn, we had a hell of a time Damn, I missed that guy Took the train, even took the Amtrak Through a lot of smoke, he maybe even smoked crack Had a good girl and he could use a bite to eat not now, but he could keep the drum beat. Damn, we had a hell of a time. Damn, I missed that guy. A new chapter had come along. I promises I couldn't keep that long. Told him that I would see him soon. The man it took to Audio turned out fantastic. And what's crazy, I left the Millennium Park or whatever not having their information, just having give them mine, just like hoping that it comes through. Mm. And then they didn't like reach out for like a week, and I was like, damn. I mean, it's hard to get audio outside. You know, the wind, mm. there must have been no wind that day. It must have been just a gorgeous day. Right. It was the Windy City. It was not that windy yeah. that day. Just confluence of events mm -hmm. that led up to an amazing, you know, live recording. So what did he shoot that on? Was it a... It, was, it looked like he was like a film student with like a Canon mm. DSLR. Okay, cool. He did have one of these pop-out mics that does go over the thing. That's why it sounds so good. That's what happened so i mean country alt country are you both what if you had to describe your genre would you what would you say um i would say it's like blues but with the pedal steel in the band okay and because because i pretty much grew up playing like blues and piano and stuff and then um that wasn't working for a really long time and i had i met a, i have a friend that played steel and i was like let let's put you in the band to join us please and then all of a sudden it was like ooh what's this kind of and then I, I guess i hung out with some people in nashville for a while and was like oh that's cool you know three chords in the truth or whatever right let's try that for a second yeah i mean dude your whole band incredible that your pedal steel player what's his name jordan buco okay big it, shout out jordan buco yeah and uh shout out to 2045 if he ever has a kid he's gonna name him uh hugo uh -huh. so his last name so his name's hugo buco oh no <laughs> he was teased yeah. merc unmercifully it's gonna be great can't wait for that signature um you started the first album i could find is let your sweat touch the sky 2011 that's yeah. That's you're you're going deep, deep back. I'm, we're going to go through your whole discography, <laughs> no. chronologically. That <laughs> okay. album, um, you know, another amazing recording. Where did you record that? The Let Your Sweat Touch the Sky. Let's see. That was here in town. That one is about my sister uh, being the life of the party, hmm. um, because most of my early shows were pretty much just like to her and her friends, because it, it, it didn't have anyone else who cared. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that was at a studio kind of here off Fifth Street. Do you remember the name of it by any chance? Or... Oh my I mean, God. it's 10 years ago. So... I know. I think it was Fifth Street Studios or something. Okay. I but... mean, dude, it, it's an amazing sounding record. I mean, it was more yeah. of an EP. Would you call it an EP? If, if you it... like that, the guys that played on that record are in this band here called Berkshire Hounds. Okay. And they've kind of like only do like reunion shows here and there, but like they're like total smart musos. They're they're like rock and roll with a horn section. Okay. Yeah, I mean the vocals are so crisp and I mean the drums, I mean it's just every one of your records has a sonic just mastery to it. I'm just wondering who is engineering these things and where are you recording these because they sound really expensive. <laughs> they they kind of were. It was the, it was more than I'd ever done because like let your sweat touch the sky and all these old ones were just like in my room or like paying by the day for like three hundred a day or something. Right. But then uh, a friend of mine, Luke Bell, talked me into going to Nashville and recording at uh, his friend's place, the is, bomb shelter. Is this the famous Luke at a three way? No, different not, Luke. Different Luke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they were expensive. They were like five thousand, like it, six thousand bucks. It sounds and, like it. Yeah, and the what's crazy is I was like, there's no way it's not going to be worth it. It's going to take forever. Uh, but what's wild is they're they're pros over there, and so the the studio musicians there like they're they're by the book, they're to a T. You don't have to tell them twice. Whereas making a record here in Austin with your buddies, it's like hard to get everyone together to pay attention, and everyone's yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen. For sure, yeah, and you know, recording and playing is one thing, but mixing yeah. and you know, when you get to that boring, mundane, uh, let's mix the album phase, mm -hmm. you know, it takes a special person to really you know be dedicated enough to pull that off and have the record have continuity the record yeah. you did right after that is self-titled 2012's willie mcgee yeah yeah it's got a little more of a jazzy feel to me yeah and i think <laughs> a lot of piano yeah i was i was talked into the cover that it should be me and a grand piano which i n i never play a grand piano it should have been an upright in some alley somewhere but right i was like you know what it's like the first fancy one i've ever done i should try and look fancy and, yeah you know like you know school picture those two albums they 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 have a, a heavier weight to them they're uh they're uh, much more musical only offerings versus some of your later stuff where you kind of breach that comedic realm into comedy there's a know? couple in there yeah but what i want to know is from 2012 to 2018 you had a six-year break between records what's going on in that gap what was happening there what was I doing? Um, I think I think maybe the record didn't go so well, so I I tried a gimmick to say I'm quitting music or something, and ha and that was like a one way to get every, you know the like, hey the band's breaking up, we're having one last big show as kind of like a gimmick to get people to go. Oh, I know, I've yeah. been there. <laughs> I did one of those, but then I couldn't cry wolf, so I had to like lay back for a little bit. Um, and then I think I was just partying a lot. Like mid twenties, hmm. house parties. I just, I guess I didn't have a uh, anything brewing in the tank quite quickly enough. I think like a year would go by, and I'd have like one or two new ones. And I also, oh, and then I moved to New York. Oh, really? Because I was gonna like try and do something, live somewhere else other than my hometown for my entire life. Born and raised in Austin. Mm -hmm. 
and uh and it was fun for a while um but it's very much a rise and grind city and i'm from slacker well once upon a time a slacker town chillaxing <laughs> yeah so it was it was very fast paced for me and i kind of i didn't chew me up and spit me out but i kind of i think i was selling weed up there oh yeah, yeah you gotta do <laughs> something <laughs> yeah and then uh and then i came back here and uh and i was i was pretty much broke i was out of all my leg money and uh Leg money from when I got hit by a car when I was a kid. Okay. From a settlement. And I was all out of that. I was like, all right, well, now, now I'm out. And then uh, Trump got elected. Yeah. And then I was at my parents' house. And I was like, what should I do? And then I pretty much just like taught piano lessons and saved up for a while. Not really with a job, just being a cheap ass. And then once I had enough to go again, I was like, all right, now I can do this again. <laughs> That's what's fascinating to me because you are self-funded, totally indie, on your own, uh, self-contained breathing apparatus, you know, doing all these records. When you look up your music, it comes up Willie McGee, you know, or WSM Films mm -hmm. or something. Right. That's the LLC that, that pays that pays for them somehow. Ah, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm using, I guess. That's amazing. I just, you know, I mean, printing all the vinyl making a, an amazing studio recording it costs money and time and effort and uh, yeah. it's not cheap they are pricey they are pricey let's open one of these why did i seal these mm. you think the artwork's cool i think it's amazing yeah is it hand draws i mean is, who's, is somebody drawing these or are these like uh yeah so basically like that deer hunter band came out with a vinyl and one side is electric and one side is acoustic okay and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, because I write, like, serious songs, but some of them are funny, you know? And you can't – and when I'm playing live, it's really hard to go from, like, a funny song to a serious song. The pressure to be entertaining and comedic live <laughs> is much greater. Yeah, for sure. Because you – because there are serious songs when you want to be like, hey, no, I have emotions too, but – Everyone right. stuck on this funny level. They're like, wait, go back to your funny shit. This is what I'm saying. So so what I did was I tried to make one side like serious and then one side or I tried to make one side funny and then one side like serious, like for me. Yeah. Because you know there's a lot of songs maybe that you write that you're like, this would never work, but you like it for yourself. So I put one side that's kind of just for myself, I guess. But what happened with the art was my old girlfriend I wanted I wanted one side to be like kind of countryside and the other side to be the spacey trippy side. Right. But she ended up just doing the art and then kind of towards the top, just kind of. What's the part where Van Gogh, it was Starry Night, where he stopped kind of paying attention? He was half asleep and he just kind of kept going. I don't know. I should know. Did you know about that? Oh, I mean, I know the. I think piece, that's, but... that's apparently what happened. He was kind of like half dazed, like just kind of almost like meditating, tripping a little bit. That's kind of if you if you're working on an art piece, you know, if you ever yeah. like in like elementary school, like talking and drawing at the same time, and you're not really paying attention, but you're stuck in the conversation. Yeah, just kind of drift off. Like, say you're listening to this podcast, but you're also doing something. Which else Which is, at the same I don't time. know about you. Whenever I listen to a podcast, I got I'm on, I have three phones. I'm on Twitter. Uh -huh. I'm on whatever. Looking at yeah. IG. Yeah. So it's like we're almost in your head, listener. It's like, whoa, oh, I am listening to a podcast and I am doing something different at the same time. But that's kind of what happened on the top of there, I guess. Well, uh, after 2018's You Gonna Eat That, uh, in last year, it looks like you put out an album called We Had a Deal. 
Mm-hmm. And the, there's a song on there that blew me away. And this is what I'm saying. You, you have this real high dynamic range between, you know, being very serious and intense on the piano uh, all the way to, you know, being kind of a showman on stage, you know, and, and being an entertainer, you know, I, you can kind of ride the spectrum. And then when I heard this song, Attentional Earthlings, I'm like, wow, this is amazing because it just is such a great juxtaposition to have like a psychedelic jam kind of song mm-hmm. on, you know, mixed with, uh, you know, some of the more serious piano pieces yeah. or, you know, kind of country country tunes so sorry with you i would love to play the video for that yeah go for it just and if you can just do a little director dvd over <laughs> it and tell me who shot it and um you know what the concept was if you don't mind okay yeah i'm trying to remember i'll show you oh this <laughs> okay so i had a friend put out a record this is like right before the pandemic because releasing a record during it people weren't sure what to do yet you know they're like what are we gonna do but I just asked him like where he got his this old school footage, and he basically just found it on all like these old you know free public domain stuff. Uh. So I just picked a bunch of those old videos. But these weird lights you're seeing—that's crazy vintage lens flare from a film camera, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> no. So that is like Christmas lights. But what I did was. I went on Final Cut and I like zoomed in and slowed it down and put it in reverse and messed with the saturation. So you edited this? Yeah, I was pretty much just kind of pressing buttons. So that's the Trail of Lights uh, tree, like the Austin tree. You know how every city during the holidays has like a big tree that they turn on the light for and right. collapse and stuff? It's that one, but when you do the classic thing where you spin under it. And I was just kind of slowed it down and messed with it. This is an amazing song. I love the little guys talking in the back. We have to go now. Abort mission. Abort mission. Just in the middle of a trippy. (laughs) Yeah. And the whole, you know... Yeah, I was trying to fit the theme of like meeting aliens. I feel like it would be something like it's just so perfect how the, the, there's a V on that Capitol building, and it just the saucer fits right in. And it's like, yeah, I just set that there. It's, it's almost sacred geometry. Yeah, one of them is like an old cartoon, just like the Capitol and the line. This is a great example of you serving the song on guitar without going too crazy. Yeah. Like, old creepy instructional videos of what to do. With it. Little kids playing around the road. <laughs> yeah, this was one of those songs that I just made up chords one time on a loop pedal, and I was like, I'm never gonna do anything with this. But then I figured, it throw one weird one on a, on a record that you pay for. Are those synths? Like right here? It's that um weird thing that you put. I don't know what it's called. Theremin? Yeah, you put your hand closer and further away, and it goes woo. Where did you have a theremin, dude? Uh, my buddy had one at his studio. Oh, dude, those are hard to get. <laughs> um, that Those were one take. That was one take. That's crazy. <laughs> so that song was Attention All Earthlings. It's from the 2021 release. We had a deal. You can find all these videos, which are they're all amazing. We're only scratching the tip of the iceberg in terms of the video production that is on your YouTube channel, which is just Willie McGee on YouTube. Um, amazing videos. There's a video for Double Text that's incredible. Um, 
and uh, so okay, so you did that whole video. There wasn't a film guy, or uh, you just no. Uh, it was pandemic, so I wasn't sure like how to shoot that. I guess well, that would, pandemic doesn't stop me, but uh, definitely, um, yeah. I just but you, you did all the composites and all the editing. And, yeah, okay. if you me- if you mess with something for long enough on a computer yeah. and flip it upside down, and you ever done you've done like long mixes or something? Oh, for sure. This guy, yeah, yeah. You just try and throw weird distortion on stuff, basically like that, but you know, with film medium. Yeah, it probably took forever. I mean, uh, yeah. While we're at it. Another beautiful vinyl pressing. How's that reflection? Let me get it out of the glare. This is the uh, 2021 album for the song you just heard. Amazing vinyl. Yeah. WillieMcGee.com, I believe, right? Is that the website? Probably, yeah. Wix, something like that. (laughs) You can find all these up there. Also, you know, streaming if you want it. Yeah. Just an amazing song and video it's pretty awesome i mean uh so you know at some point you kind of make this jump into comedic like um what is the video where you guys are on the basketball court and oh nice what is i forget the name <laughs> it's uh, uh these are the good times these are the good times yeah, yeah. the so, song was originally going to be called um the guy who won't leave your porch at four in the morning when you want to go to bed but he wants to keep telling stories and smoking cigarettes but that was too long of a title but so. you still intro that when you're playing it live when i watched the live stream the halloween live stream uh-huh that's yeah you, you intro it like that yeah you know? that's what the band calls it uh but there's too long of a title for a spotify i guess yeah i think they have a limit do they yeah i don't know what it is but there's a limit do you can't like write an essay for a title no <laughs> No. Someone should try that. Like that band Okay Go. They're always doing weird stuff. Are they still around? I don't know. Probably. I'm <laughs> I'm an old man. I'm 45. Uh, yeah. I can't, you know. I'm practically a boomer. I've listened to these podcasts. You're talking about like parties in the in the 90s drinking oh, yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was and speaking of which, we should mention uh, we have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. His name is Seth Gibson. Yep, Seth. Big shout out right to you, Seth. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, and Cha knows all about it. That's right, Seth. Did to you, Pee Wee Herman. You recorded at some point at the recording conservatory here in Austin. Yeah. With Seth. Yeah, that was like 2009. What, uh, I mean, that was that predates your first release. <laughs> yeah. So what did you, what were you doing in there? And I, like, what was your experience with Seth like? Uh... I think I was, I did like a solo record right out of high school when I was like 18. And then, and then it was like, you know, college. So it was like start a band. So we were, I was playing with this band called The Surroundings. And uh, Seth, I forget how we got in there, but Seth was the engineer there at the time. And we just did like five or six songs with him, I think. Do you still have those cuts? Somewhere? This is a great question. Okay. They're on like an old drive somewhere. We got to get them. Hey, folks, be sure to head over to 525records.com for some amazing artists and amazing albums. We've uh, done a couple of music videos, most recently for the band Less Cash, their song Scenery. Check it out. All the podcast episodes are there. You can find news, updates, any of the old episodes, and uh, a ton of great music. Uh, and artists that you can listen to for free. 
on 525records.com. Now, back to the podcast. So who, like, your more, your more recent videos for your last two records, who's mm-hmm. shooting these videos? Uh, my friend Bose, and then uh, our friend Dalian, one of my older friends, just old friends. Basically, if it comes down to it, if I can't find a good friend with a camera, I'll rent one from a studio like this for like a weekend rate, which is the same as a day rate. And then make sure you put it in slow-mo mode. That way you get twice as much footage. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the the disco video yeah. with the rollerblades. Right. We were all terrible rollerbladers. It didn't look like it. But if you put it in slow-mo, it looks like you know what you're doing. Everything looks better in slow-mo. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. We literally shot that for about 10 minutes, then the battery died. That whole video is just one 10-minute cut? Yeah. Wow. I was just going in circles and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, slow-mo, it's amazing. It is, yeah. And yeah, I think you can go the other way, too, whereas if you shoot at 60 FPS and then uh, dump it into 30, then you get like reverse slow-mo, kind of where you f- you're filming in real time. But right. I am not a cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. So yeah, I mean, but uh, am I under? You have some kind of theater background, or uh, you know, f- yeah. film, or I yeah, mean, I was in theater in high school. Okay, um, that was when I started smoking weed. Uh-huh. I was in basketball, then I started smoking weed and playing music, and then I was like, all right, I got to theater or something. I'm getting tired, you know, sweaty and losing my breath because I'm high or something. <laughs> it happens. Uh, but yeah, theater. I mean, what do you love? You're like a renaissance man where you're just uh, you know, doing a little bit of everything, it seems like. I mean, is there one forte that if you had to pick one? No. Desert Island? No. I think whatever whatever a good story is or whatever feels good, you know, whatever medium of work that is, you know. Are you from Morgan? Uh, no. No. I was born in Minneapolis. I I went to high school. I dropped out of high school in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Then I moved to Portland, which is where I met Seth. Yeah. Who's a great guy, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, it's shocks that like, did you guys keep in touch after that? I mean, how does he still have your number? And he... Not even really. I don't know. I forget how he randomly thought of me, but that's super cool how this all, uh, fuddled up in like a week. Yeah. Like when was the last time you had talked to Seth? Years. Years. Yeah. I, he uh yeah he's like dude you gotta get this guy on your podcast yeah. uh, you're going to austin i'm yeah. like yeah dude let's do it and uh, he shot me your number and yeah just like that the rest is history you want to hear how i got this guitar yeah give me look at hold on just show it to the camera real quick this is a gorgeous les paul american standard 1994 yeah. talk about the who's who's got the signatures on um there? so i think i was probably still like five but my brother was like 10 or something and uh we went to straight music downtown and there was a raffle uh and this was 1994 and you guessed it 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 totally is 94 well live 95 somehow it's close do you remember the band live burning through the center of the earth of course i can feel it if you were alive in the 90s you you (laughs) heard that song about a billion times so my brother did I, he he was a big fan. I don't know if it was like uh, you know fate or what, but um, when we were kids, and you know, you do the fake music video in your room that you make your mom film where you're playing tennis rackets. Sure. 
we did that to that song and i was i was playing the basically spatula on on a nike shoe boxes i'd love to find that video it's probably gone in you know home video time but we went to the music shop and one day randomly and there was a raffle for this guitar that they all signed hmm. so this is signed by live that's that those are the signatures these are these are signatures from the guys in line and this is your road dog you're just taking us to gigs man this should be in a <laughs> glass case uh, well when i started playing in high school i was like all of a sudden i was like oh there's a guitar in this house somewhere and then i like found this in the closet that my brother won way back in the day amazing he was he was like real in disgust so that's where my some of my earlier influences come from i don't even could say it was scott you remember the scott days oh yeah were you ever scott dude not i mean not really i was more yeah. you know sublime reggae yeah you're right. grunge rock dude scott had you know its yeah. own thing but yeah. uh that's great yeah that's a beautiful guitar man the upbeats and it's all original you know you can tell the you can see the patina on the yeah and it's and, and it's heavy dude it is really heavy. les pauls are heavy yeah. um, the lower you wear them too the yeah. heavier they get so people will ask who signed it and i'll say live and if they don't know who that is i'll just say it's pearl jam and then they're like oh my god <laughs> did, you, did you ever listen to local h mm -mm. they had a song uh, called eddie vetter it's like, mm. if I was Eddie Vedder, would you like me any better? <laughs> That's a good, that sounds like a hit. Yeah. It's like Hootie and the Blowfish days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's that story. Yeah. Amazing guitar. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I have, speaking of like, I don't know why that's my road dog. I just haven't, luckily haven't had to buy any other guitars, knock on wood. What other, what other rigs do you have? Um, I was thinking about bringing this funny uh, Texas-shaped guitar I have. I've seen that in the videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got that with the stimulus check. Oh, cool. Yeah. I see. I saw it on, like, someone sent it to me in, like, a DM as a joke. And I was like, that's hilarious. I have 1200 extra dollars. How much is it? Like yeah. Bucks. Bitcoin or a Texas guitar. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it was in Fort Worth, and I had to have a friend that lives up there who's coming home for the weekend, pick it up from like this random guitar shop. Yeah. I mean, that's hilarious. A, a rare guitar. Yeah. Cause this thing's like too heavy sometimes when we play live. Oh, for sure. Uh, band definitely doesn't like me as much playing this. If I turn it up. Really? Well, it just takes over, dude. It's just too, you know what it is. What? It's the age old combination of a Les Paul with a Fender amp. Uh, where you have a Fender Deluxe, looks to be about 20 years old at least. And, um, you know, these are really brash in your face amps. Uh, mm. you know, all of, you know, the Deluxe, the, uh, the reverb, I mean, they are loud as fuck. So you think if I got a different, if I, if I got a different amp, it would be. I would recommend a PV Delta Blues 40 watt combo. That would be because it's easy to carry. This thing is heavy as fuck, you know? Yep. And uh, you really got to dial it in, you know. Um, it's Fender amps with Fender guitars seem to be, they're just like a match made in heaven. The Gibson and Fender combo is a specific tone. That's what's but weird. If I mean, dude, if I could blow more smoke up your guitar ass, uh, I mean, dude, you're beautiful at backing off the volume, you know, when you're... when you're The knob thingy? Yeah, and when you're playing chords in the mix, it's not overpowering. And then the best part of the Les Paul is you've got plenty of juice when you do want to crank it on a yeah. solo. When you do this... While you're playing it makes it look like you're doing more work oh you have to and this, i think yeah it's a little gimmick but it, it kind of helps because i'm really bad with pedals 
But if you have, if there are certain pedal heads where like they can never met sound like they messed up, but if you play without any pedals, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of hiccups in there. But if you do the thing, it kind of hides them. It's great, yeah. I mean, um, another same combo is Seth Gibson. He for year in our band, he played a Gibson SG through a Fender uh, Deville. Which was the bigger oh, version of this? It's just so brash, you know. We literally were like, "Dude, it's like you know, if you're if you're standing in front of that thing at the front of the stage, it's just yeah, you know." And there's like the hardcore guys that bring like a glass plate over it. You ever sure. seen those guys? Yeah, well, like in Vegas, they have them at the casino. Yeah, the casino bands a lot. Yeah, and on Broadway in Nashville too. Yeah, and then the volume the they have the case. volume on like two. It just takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, you know? I mean, if it ain't loud. Yeah, it's not fun. But, yeah, uh, totally. It's tempting not to just turn to elevens. Sometimes you got to do it, mm -hmm. especially outdoor gigs. Speaking of which, do you have any upcoming gigs in Montana? Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's plug them. Where Where are you going to be? I am going to be at the filling station on February thirteenth. The day before the Super Bowl. I don't know if this will be out by then, but we'll we'll give it a shout out anyway. What <laughs> yeah. up, what else you got coming up? In, uh, um, I've got another record I'm probably going to bring out this year. Really? Yeah. Is it already in the can? or? You... It, yeah, it's in the can. Sweet. Um, yeah, I just got to pick a day and uh, try and do a little bit of planning. But that's where I kind of lose. I I'm need to basically just pick a day to send it and then just plan to do some sort of promotion like i'm always i'm a video guy that's the only way i know how to make music videos so right. just gotta come up with another music video idea are we off subject oh i don't know what other shows you got um let's see are those are you going to bozeman at all or? yeah they're going to be in bozeman bozeman is the shit i bozeman, love that fucking yeah. city i've never been really i've driven up to montana once and uh, I made it to Livingston, and that's about as far as I got, and then I drove back. Bozeman is the greatest city. Restaurants, hipsters, music, comedy. It is like the Aust like take Austin and Portland and put them in a Montana country town, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. You, know, you got Yellowstone. And, yeah, I'm I mean, hoping to do a music video there. Oh, maybe dude. Like just do some snow angels or something. Or you have to. In slow motion, of course. It's a, like a snowball fight. You take a camera, that would be good. You take a camera to Alaska, shoot anything you want. It all looks amazing. Slow motion, people get hit in the face with a snowball. I like it. That's it. That's, yeah, that's a good concept. What did you say about Alaska? You can just take any camera to Alaska at any part and just do a pan sweep, and you're yeah. going to have amazing footage because uh -huh. the scenery is so fucking beautiful. Yeah. That's Montana, especially Bozeman, because you're in this little bowl. Yeah. You know, it's like a ski town. So you got free mountains. set design. Right. Especially yeah. the snowy mountains. Yeah, nature as your art department. And there's a major airport mm -hmm. where you can fly southwest. I'm assuming you're going to drive, but... No, I'm flying. Oh, cool, man. Yes. Alaska Airlines. Dude, it's the way to go. It's kind of cheap. It wasn't that bad. It would have been just as much to drive. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I can't the... waste all my money on, on records. Bro, I feel your... 
sentiment there. I waste all my money on records, <laughs> like going to this. There's nothing better than blowing a ton of money at a really nice studio yeah. because what you get at the end of the day, it's going to last a lifetime. And yeah. to, to scrimp and cut expenses when you're doing a project like this where you say, ah, well, we could do this for X amount of dollars, but let's we can save money and do it in half the time if we do it here. It's like my Always vacation. The wrong decision. It's like my form of vacation. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've got enough money. Uh, what, do, what I, do I want to go to the Bahamas or like, you know, skiing or something? No, I want to go to a studio. That's like my yeah. version of a... This is intellectual property and it will last a lifetime. Right. Especially when you press vinyl, which is not cheap. Where did, who did you use I to press I feel like that's worth more than a selfie at in, near some blue water. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I could be wrong. There are pro probably some really nice moments in the woods near waterfalls that I'm not doing. This, what was your question? What this you will last a lifetime. Oh, yeah. um, who presses? Who did you use to press your vinyl? Uh, got a groove. Is you it local in town? No, I think they're in Ohio. Okay. Um, they did the these past two, and I, it, it, randomly, random colors are the same price as basic black. Mm. These are all like different colors. It's like a surprise. Oh, that's cool as fuck. Choose your own adventure, like whatever story is what you get. I want to give a shout out to uh, Matt Gilchrist Let's for do doing it. the art on this one. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Matt, thank you. Um, most of his like artwork that he does for like posters and you know bands and stuff is like really like trippy and like sometimes pretty demonic and right. very detailed. But I'm kind of this jokier character, lighthearted kind of persona. And so I was like, try not to go too devilish. Um, it's so, like you're on, a brick, <laughs> you're on a brick cell phone running with a briefcase or something. like. Yeah, I think he pretty much just made the cell phone a brick. But he did manage to get this really um, dark, mysterious willow tree up there, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he drew uh -huh. that. Yeah. Very, very, very well done. It's very uh, '60s psychedelic. You know? Yeah, I bet there's Easter eggs like a motherfucker hiding. What's in there. funny is I did like some preview photos, like just to try and give them an idea on stuff. Right. And uh, the I went to like a bus stop, and I was like, "Hey, do you mind if we jump on and jump off?" And the bus driver was like, "Yeah, no one, no one gets on the bus anymore." Because of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. She was like, she basically was like, yeah. And she like got out and sort of sat and looked at her phone on the bench for like, she was like, yeah, go for it. Go wild. It's true, man. Um, I rode the bus for years in Vegas going to and from work and it was always packed. Sometimes you couldn't even sit down. The same buses today. I mean, even two years into this thing are totally empty. Nobody's riding the bus. It's crazy. I mean, everybody's out of work anyway, mm -hmm. so that doesn't yeah. help, but you know. It is. It's true, man. The yeah. buses are empty. The trains are empty. It's crazy. What else you got? What's your shirt say? It's his uh, record that we put out last year. Oh, his head is in his hand. This is the great Alpha Rasmussen. What is what is that about Oregon. there? What is what does that mean? Is there a deeper meaning behind? Her that? name is Alpha. Oh, her parents were hippies, and they named her Alpha Omega Rasmussen. Wow, and she did a four-track recording in 1997 that is uh, phenomenal. She pressed tapes at the time, and it was you know very popular in our little circle of friends. We you know it's like highly revered, and like what I do at Five Two Five is exactly this. Like she's got an old cassette tape, 
it's just languishing you know it's a record that's great that needs to be heard people love it um but you have to have a tape player to listen to it so you know i i take it in to a studio i get it mastered you know for streaming mm -hmm. upload it you know distro it just like you're doing oh nice is that kind of what 525 records is yeah 525 was a house in portland it was an address Address. 525 yeah. southeast lincoln street there's yeah. I, I shot an entire documentary about it it's called last days of 525 you can find it on the 525 records youtube channel wow check it out uh it's all cell phone footage it's not a cinematic masterpiece hey that's for sure but it's, yeah. you know, it's another, you know, I love documentaries. So yeah. I love making documentaries as often as I can. No, yeah, there's tons of, like, probably old, like, local gold that never made it to, like, labels and stuff that, like, if you can find it on a CD, you're like, oh, let's... Let's get this up on the cloud quick. That's what I do. I, I call it a preservation society for great works. Pretty much. That art. makes sense. So four track recordings, Seth, mm -hmm. we put out his record. Um, he did another, you know, he's like Seth and Alpha, very similar in the, almost the same time frame. Mm -hmm. Just sat down at home like a fucking burning candle, just putting their ass to the grind, recording everything onto a four track cassette recorder at home uh, by themselves and then, mm. you know, put it out. And then, you know, here we are 2020, 20 years later, uh, you know, you got to have a tape deck to hear it. So, mm -hmm. you know, he did a, Seth did a great record called Something Like Tragedy in 1999. And it is the most crazy eccentric album you'll ever hear. I mean, the recording quality isn't, quite you know as good as the alpha noise recording for whatever yeah. reason he's doing a lot more stuff a lot more overdubs and layering but another great record uh we put that out last year too so it, every instrument is played by seth yes yeah wow. uh same thing with alpha you know she's uh you know hitting the mic for percussion mm -hmm. you know uh big lighters snare drums nice um a lot of guitar tracks flute. i tried to use um uh like letting seeping out air of a balloon for uh birds a bird tweet yeah one time i don't think it panned out uh, it, it kind of worked i don't know yeah you might have to get lucky <laughs> yeah there's dude. a skill to foley work oh fuck yeah dude especially on a budget uh, mm -hmm. at home yeah you don't have samples yeah awesome man um well thank you Willie, thanks for doing the podcast. Totally. I appreciate you. you. Got anything else you want to plug before we go? I mean, uh, uh, when can we look forward to this new record dropping? What is your, what's your uh, estimate? Um, uh, you pick a day. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Make it, just make it at least like two months away. Um, I mean, summer is great to put a record out. Pick a day. I mean, we're going to, we're going to record this and it's going to come out that day. Okay. I mean, the day. I don't know. Fourth of July kind of guy, maybe. Ooh, I, mean, I uh, like it. You know, I don't know. Fourth of July it is. Summer solstice. Fourth of July. You said fourth of July. Fourth of July or summer solstice, which would be like two weeks later. Uh, July 4th. Full moon. I'm going to try and sh I'm shooting for July 4th then. That's cool. what that's that's what it will be. Yeah. Um, I'm, We're going to take it out with a song and uh, it's called Red Handed. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the 525 Records Podcast. Willie, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and, and talking up my stuff. Um, appreciate that. Wicked guitar. Thank you. Guitar. Cool.